Hey, what up, y'all? It's Four Dudes One Bible here. This is me, Gavin. Sean. Ivan. It's her. And we're waiting on the pass of Chase. <laughs> and. And cook. What's up, y'all? We're back with Four Dudes One Bible. Um, first of all, we appreciate all the love and support on the first episode. That was crazy numbers for the first episode, in my opinion. But um, I'm Gavin. I'm Sean. I'm Ivan. I'm Chase. And uh, we'll be reading in uh, Romans eight twenty eight. Go ahead, Sean. Hit it. All right. So it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. We thank you for your presence in our life. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for, for just all the work, Lord, that you're doing. Lord, that we can glorify you through that. And we ask that tonight... He would be you would be glorified through what we do tonight, Lord. That your message will be portrayed to the world. In your name, we pray. Amen. 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 Man. So, um, in my Bible, it says eight twenty eight. It says God weaves everything together for the good of His children. In that sentence alone, just us being, I guess, college students, uh, kids that are growing in age, us being younger, dealing with stuff that could be home based, mentally, physically. That is a big thing for us because we have to see at some point it's going to be like. God's doing this, and obviously we're going to question why, which we shouldn't do, but it all leads back to God's doing it for a reason, and it's going to work out for us in the end. So, Yeah. That, that's really good. Um, what, what I love most about this verse is, is how, like, comforting it is in the fact of, you know, when bad things happen, when, when, there, when there's loss, when there's um, things don't go as we plan, you know, with with the with the God that we serve, He really allows us to you know find comfort in the fact that because He is that good, gracious, sovereign God, we we get to serve Him with with, with no holdbacks because we know that it, even the bad things are going to turn into good things, and that, that's a that's a that's an amazing thing that I think sometimes as Christians we we may you know move away from sometimes and forget about, and so. And we're going to go right into it. I mean, I know, Ivan, you have like a really, really, really powerful testimony. And we kind of want you to, you know, just share some of that tonight. And so why don't you go ahead and just kind of, you know, open us up with that. Perfect. Uh, here we go. So uh, as a kid, I grew up in the church. Uh, grew up uh, in the church, figuring it out, I guess, what God was, being a being a 10-year-old, I guess. Uh, part of that church actually shut down. And being younger in that aspect, we were like, as me being a, a young child, I'm like, well, what, what does that mean? Like, is is God, is God like doing this for a reason? And that's specifically on what the scripture hits. So, being that little teenage little boy, I was just like, well, I guess my my Christian days are over. Um, going into that, so still, anyways, grew up in that church. Um, didn't really know what God was. Didn't know how He worked. Was still figuring it out. Uh, got away from God. Did not pray at all. Did not. Uh, get into the Bible, not get into the Word. We got to, we'll just fast forward quite a bit, 2021, um, my junior year of high school, there was some things that happened, and my father got sick, his, his name's also Ivan, he got sick, and uh, me being me, I was just like, oh, well, it's just a cold, nothing nothing too big, and uh, it's where it starts to get tough for me. I was um, at my house. My parents were divorced. I was at my house with my mom, and I go over to my dad's house to drive. It's about a 15-minute drive. 
I drive there, and he is not doing the best. And if you knew my dad, he was a guy that worked hard, one of those guys that if he could work, he was going to work, and if he couldn't, he was going to work anyways. So with him being in the bed, I'm like, okay, something's really not adding up here. Is is this just a cold or what? So with him being – me, me going into his house, he was in his bed, and I remember him him just – really not feeling the best and that's unlike my dad so I go there and it's the day we're going to my best friends one of my best friends they have a lake house in Greer's Ferry Arkansas and we were going there the next day and I go I go I can stay here to take care of you my sister was taking care of him a little bit and I go and I say I I can stay here and take care of you if I need to and he and he simply states you go have your fun you go have your fun son and I was like like, all right, I got you. Just stay safe, this and that. I go, I go to the lake, have my fun. You know, we're swimming and having a great time watching movies and just doing things that you would do at the lake. And I get back that Monday and he is, he is just not doing the best at, at all. But we take him to the hospital. We go from there. And, um, and obviously I don't know who God is. I don't know what God is at this point in my life. So I'm not praying about it. I don't have nobody to talk to with it. I'm just like, my dad's sick, and it doesn't look really good right now. So um, I take him to the hospital, like of our local hospital, and they're just like, well, it's just he's got COVID. It's not bad. He'll be over in about a week. Um, after that, I thought, you know, like, oh, it's COVID. I was one of those guys that was like, COVID's, COVID's a thing, but is it that bad? Probably not. Uh, as a few weeks went on, it was it was. It was pretty bad. Um, he got admitted to St. Bernard's here in Jonesboro, exactly where I go to college, which is kind of, I guess, crazy to me now that I'm here. And uh, he was in the hospital here. And uh, there was a time where I didn't know what to do. I was lost. I was like, with me being the only two guys, my dad was my best friend. He was the guy that I talked to the most. I talked to my struggles with him. I played baseball and took it very seriously in high school, and that was the guy that – I talked to about everything, and obviously my mom was also that person, but not near as much as my dad, and I love my mom to death. Now she is that person, and it was it was absolutely tough for me. So times go on, and uh, I miss a lot of school. I miss a lot of high school days, and I go to the hospital, and there was a day that he did really well, and I'm like, like my dad's going to make it. There's no way my dad's going to die, right? I'm like, my dad's not going to pass away, just... I guess being cocky in the sense that it couldn't happen to me. Um, we go through these times where where it's tough and it's hard. And, and I go back after the day they said he had a very good day. I get a call, and I'm in, I'm in my second period class in high school. And my mom calls me and said, he's not doing very good. You need to go see him. And I'm like, all right, he just, it's just one of those days where he's not doing good. I go up there, and I remember being there by myself and being a – a 16-year-old kid, I'm in this hospital, and I walk in, and I'm seeing my dad, one of the strongest guys that I absolutely know, one of the guys that I've never seen fall down and not get back up, one of the guys that I've seen that's worked their, their butts off all their lives, and he he's in the bed, and he's and, and one of the things he says is, son, I'm going to make it, and I remember just like, I guess, I remember just like holding his hand, and I'm like, yeah, you're going to make it, no, no, no biggie at all. So then go back home and it's fine. Well, he had another bad day the next day and he was he went under the trachea and he and he all they said that he could do was hear. And I remember just talking and the the doctor comes in and they're like, 
you know, he's not doing very good. His like his liver and kidneys are depleted. And I remember being so frustrated. And I, and I look at this doctor and I'm like, like, I'm like, no. And I remember yelling at her and saying, take mine, take mine. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, take my kidneys, my liver, my heart, like whatever you need to do to save my dad. Like, like let me die at this point. And, uh, and she was just like, I can't. And I was just, I was screaming at her. And like, this is one of the things that not a lot of people know. And I'm, I'm willing to just let it all out. But I was just giving her, like giving her it all. And I really shouldn't have done that. And it was one of those things where I was looking back on it was like, I was not right for that. But in that state of mind, like you don't know what to do. So then we, I leave that day and we go to have a football game that Friday. It's away at Desert, and I'm sitting in the locker room and I'm not, I'm thinking like, I'm not going to play. Like, I don't want to play tonight. It's not like, I just don't feel like it. Well, then I got, I guess, persuaded. I'm They're like, you should play. And I'm like, maybe I should play. Maybe I should like help this get my mind off stuff. And um I I get there and and the coach comes in the locker room and one of the guys are going to get my football bag. The coach comes in the locker room and he looks at me and he like gets his finger and he's like pointing toward me like to come here. He doesn't say a word. And I remember it so vividly, I walk through and my heart just kind of sinks. And I'm like, man, like I really miss my dad right now, which is kind of an odd time for that to happen. I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm like, what is it, coach? And he doesn't say anything to me. He just looks back at me, and he kind of, like, nods. And I'm like, what is this about? I walk in, and I see my best friend's mom and dad. And my best friend's mom is looking out of the – or my best friend's dad is looking out of the window. And my best friend's mom is on the phone, and I and she hands me the phone, and my, and my mom's on the phone, and she goes, son, don't be upset. And I'm like – I'm like, what is, what's happening? And she goes, your father just passed away. And those words right there, just something inside of me. I wasn't sad, but I was absolutely infuriated. I was so mad. And I'm, I'm telling my mom, no, he didn't. I just seen him. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And I'm kind of raising my voice at her and I'm crying and I'm trying to figure it out. And at this point, this is where it all hits. And I asked two words, why God? Why? And it was just, it was absolutely one of the most devastating moments in my life, especially me having a father that just passed away. It's my best friend that I talk to everything about. And then it goes straight into why God. And I start to question him a lot. Well, then after he passes away, um, I figure out that I have a sister in Mexico that I did not know about. And she was four at the time. And that put so much more weight on me. And I started to bottle it all up. Wasn't talking to my mom. I'd go to school the next weeks and wouldn't talk to my my friends, um, it was just one of those things being, I guess I felt as if I was the only guy left in the family and that I couldn't figure it out on my own and I didn't know what to do. And there were some things that I resorted to to cope with that that I should have not have at all. And it was just one of those things when you're in that mental state, you're like, I need anything to get out. And um, going through that time, I, I moved schools after my dad passes away the next year for my senior year. And um, I meet a person, and they kind of invite me to church, and I'm like, cool, whatever. And I go to that church on Wednesday, meet this guy named Mitch Smith, incredible dude. He's my mentor, my was my youth pastor, and uh, I met him. He's like, I gl- we're glad to have you, like, glad to have you here at the church, glad to have you at this new school, and I'm like, thanks, man, I appreciate it a lot. So moved to this school. And that night at the first ever Wednesday church, I felt kind of convicted. I felt 
as if I wasn't doing enough right. I felt as if God was probably talking to me, but I was denying it. It's one of those things where God sends an invitation, but it matters if you reject it or not. And at that point in time, I was rejecting it like no other. We get in more, and I show up the first day of school. Or no, one of the first football practices, I show up, and I see Mitch Smith there, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, kind of like Cliff. I'm like, what is this? Is this guy my head coach? And he's like, I'm like, this guy's my, my, I guess my youth pastor from this point on. He's my head coach in football. And like most importantly, with with the sport, he's my baseball coach. And I look at this and I kind of stick by him the whole way. And time goes on and I'm convicted and I'm talking to my youth pastor about this stuff. And I'm like, I didn't do some of the right things. I, I yelled at a doctor. I questioned God. I resorted to some things that I shouldn't have to cope with it. And I don't know what to do. And he kind of led me on that right path. And um, I, at one point, I found out that my dad got saved a month and a half before he passed away, which really, really, really stuck with me. Because it was for a time like, if my dad, the guy that he was and the non-perfect man that he was, could he have got saved? Does that mean that I can be saved too? And another thing that we kind of talked about in the last episode is, do you clean up before a shower? Like, you don't. You don't have to clean up for a shower because the shower cleans you. And I was so trying to get everything aligned and then pick it up rather than just let it be to God. So I figured out that he got saved, and I and, it, and that just really, like, stuck with me for a while. I go to my youth pastor, and I'm like, I know I'm not a bad guy. I know I'm not one of the worst. I, I know I'm not, a wor- like, a bad dude. I know I'm not um, just a guy of just... Uh, worsening. I know that I can be the person that God wants me to be, but how do I do it? And I sit on this bench after practice with my football pads on and my cleats, and I get saved right then and there. And right then and there, it just changed for me. It was just one of those things where now, instead of me questioning God, screaming at other people and yelling at them for the problems that I have, it's now it's like, okay, I need to step back, give it to God. So um, got saved right then and there. Went on to play in the state championship two weeks later in one state, but that wasn't the most important thing to me that week. I played that Friday. We won, and that following Sunday, I was getting baptized. I remember going in there, and I was nervous as could be, and I was in the water, and I remember the water was warm but cold at the same time, which blows my mind, and I remember going under, and as soon as I came up, I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the new me. So then I get there, and I, I, my, my fire's burning. I'm I'm going through it, man. I'm, I'm in my word. I'm figuring it out. And looking back on it, this scripture is per like is just is just for me because it hits on the points that that those who are called according to His purpose, and that that's tough because if it was not for my dad passing away, if it was not for me finding out that I had a sister, if it was not for me finding out that I, I that he got saved a month and a half before he got he passed away, if it wasn't for me yelling at those people about my dad dying, telling him, no, don't, like, basically, no, don't kill him. If it wasn't for those things happening, would I be saved today? Probably not. So that happens. We go through summer. I go to Fuge camps. That was an absolutely incredible uh, place to be. Uh, Kept my fire going. Go through it again, and we get to college after I graduate. Get to college. I fall off the wagon incredibly, and it's just one of those things I was convicted about. And now I'm very, like, I'm back on track. I know what I'm doing. I know what God's calling me to do, and that's like the same purpose. I guess God put me through that, those temptations, those sins, and that fight from the devil 
and I, I think he put me through that to know, like, hey, I'm still around. I'm here to take you out of that, and my hand's always there for you to grab. I mean, man, that, that, that is a, a, a crazy story, man, and about how amazing God is. But, man, one thing I want to know more about is, you know, the aspect that when bad things happen, you know, sometimes after the fact, you know, we kind of expect that they were kind of always expected. And so, like, I want to hear a little bit more about, like, like the unexpected and how, you know, how much more drastic that makes, you know, the pain and, and, the, and the sorrow in that, you know, it just hits you out of nowhere. Perfect. So, um, I mean, at that time when my mom is telling me that my dad passed away and I go, no, like, no, he didn't. And I just seen him four hours prior to that, knowing that he passed away from a time frame from from 4.30 to 7.30 absolutely puts the pain on you a hundred times worse. Because at that point, rather than looking at it like, oh, I know it was going to happen. Now you're looking at it as like, wow, did it really happen? And so the suddenness of that is is just one of those things that you have to step back and look and say, in my in my shoes, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that like that my dad just passed away. And uh and I feel so guilty for that because of because of that suddenness. Um I, I took my anger out of my mom and I and I really regret that. And and my mom is my I mean my best friend. There's some stuff that obviously we're still struggling with and the suddenness of other things that's besides death. It can become finances or mental mental health or stuff like that. Sudden things happen, but it's about whether how you adapt to that adversity. And those sudden things can be things of Jurassic change, minor changes, little changes, big changes, but it just all depends on how you want to adapt to that. And that's such a blessing that you can sit here today and talk about how you now today realize what God's plan was the entire time. It's to me, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and one thing for me was looking back on it. Now, my favorite verse is John thirteen seven. It says, Jesus answered, you don't know what I'm doing now, but later you'll understand. And I completely understand that now. Like he put me through all this, all this pain and, and tragicness and, and I didn't know what to do at the time, but does that better myself now? Of course. And that makes me the, like a better young man that I am today. And without all that stuff happening, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair talking with you guys. I wouldn't be having three or four Bible studies a week. I wouldn't be in my word at 1030 in the morning. There would be so much stuff that the devil would be limiting to if those things did not happen. And I want to just thank God for that because thank God that he's put people in my life like y'all. He's uh, put, especially kept my mom safe. She has been one of those people that are like, son, I know the the man you can be, especially with your relationship with God. And that is the best thing a young man can hear from their mom. And that right there is just touching in a, in a sense. And I, I know I've never met your mom before, Ivan, but just from you talking here today, I can tell she's she's definitely proud of you. And it's, oh, yeah, it's such sure. a beautiful thing. That's tough. And you mentioned uh, Coach Smith. Um, can you go farther in depth how he uh, got you closer to God and just explain y'all's relationship? Um, Coach Smith was a guy of purity. This guy, he knows what it's like to struggle. He knows what it's like to be a college student. He knows what it's like to lose a parent. Um, 
he lost a loved one the same way that I did. And coming from a perspective of this guy's much older than me and I can see a guy like him fall to his knees, that it's okay for me to fall to mine. So this, I mean, and Coach Smith, he led me down a path that no one else could. He showed me the way. He showed me what God can do. He has showed me many things. He's the one that convinced me to go to Fuge. He's the one that I talked to about getting saved. He's the one that convinced me to get baptized. This guy has just carved out a piece of wood that would absolutely show me the 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 pureness of God. And for that, I, I thank him also. He is one incredible dude, and he has led me down the path of God that everyone needs to go down. Shout out to him. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Coach him. Smith. Shout out to Coach Smith. <laughs> he may be listening right now. And one last thing before uh, we, we end in this. I want to hear about the end part. You know, because the verse starts off with, you know, for all things are together, implying, you know, when the bad things happen, you know, God works it for the good. And so I know you, you kind of went into it, but I, I, I want to hear, you know, a little bit more of the good, you know, that to encourage, you know, the listeners and encourage, you know, me a little bit about, you know, that that statement's true, that that, that when God really does work in our lives, that, that, that he does change things for the better. So I kind of want to hear a little bit more about, you know, the good end result, you know. Perfect. So uh, at the end of that verse, it says, those who are called according to his purpose for the good. So, I mean, through all this stuff that I've been through as a as a 16 to 19-year-old kid, that stuff absolutely sucks. But the things that have came out of it, Gavin, Sean, Chase, guys, you guys, for me, have been some of the best step-ups I've ever met. Um, some of my actual friends from back home, Jasper, Kenner, Jack, those guys, Shout out to those guys. Those guys have absolutely led me down a path of also being there for me, stepping up to, as friends that y'all can y'all can come together and be like, all right, this guy has some dealt with some things, but we're right here to stand with you. Um, for that, I just I'm just super thankful. Another thing that really stood out to me was at Fuge, I'll actually say, and this is a this is a great thing for me at Fuge, the weekly pastor told us to get on our chairs and sit down. And pray for a calling that that just God, if you can hear me, show me a sign. And uh and I mentioned this earlier. I went to the lake and I and I blamed myself for my dad's death, which I should not do. But we were playing basketball later that day and I and I were and we're just playing around and I tell the youth pastor, like I and I talked to him early in the week and I'm like, Is it my fault? And he's like, Pray to God about it and you'll see. So and I and I pray and I'm like, God, show me that it wasn't my fault. Show me that that I'm not the one to blame for this. And we're playing basketball and I hear somebody yell, Noonie. And Noonie is my nickname back home that my dad called me, and no one else knows that. And and I drop the ball and I'm looking around and I and I run over to this awning where these two buildings connect and I'm looking around and it sounded just like my dad. My eyes start to water and I see the weekly pastor come out and he goes, he goes, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I swore I heard my nickname being called. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, my nickname's Noonie, and I swore I heard somebody call it. And he goes, what'd you pray about? And I was like, that, that my dad's death wasn't my fault. And and he goes, I told you so. Or, I told you so. And he shakes my hand, and he walks away. And that is a great thing, and that's one of the good things that came out of it because God lets me know right then and there it wasn't my fault. And it was meant to happen, and it was to put me down a better path for 
for bettering myself and finding myself a better relationship with God. So. Well, Ivan, we really appreciate you, um, you know, being vulnerable for a little bit and, and telling your story about how God, you know, worked a terrible thing for the good. And, and, and I hope that somebody out there is encouraged about that, um, that they, you know, realize that, that their situation that they're going through isn't the end, that God will, will continue to work. Thank you guys for listening again. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing this next week um, and, and, and talking about another Bible project. Uh, four Dudes, One Bible Out.